Good morning, my fellow Americans. This is Keith Pence, and this is News and Views. Wow. Snow from coast to coast. Even here in Tennessee, we're expecting to get three to five inches of snow. And that is very unusual for us to get that type of weather. And anyway, I look forward to it, and I feel like a kid again. And I know the kids are great here where there is snowing, Kentucky, parts of Mississippi, parts of Alabama, parts of Georgia. Wow, the kids are out of school and they're going to be getting their, their uh, sleds out and going down the hills and having a good time. So it's great to be an American today and I'm glad to have you along with me. It's been a year ago today since the riot there on the, on the Capitol there in Washington, D.C., or some call it the insurrection. There was no excuse at all for breaking windows and stealing things and rioting like they did. There was no sense in that, but however, it did happen. And we just pray for the United States of America to be a better country today than it was a year ago. We have a long way to go to get to that point. In other news, the Omicron variant is spreading like wildfire. They said the Omicron variant was going to be a, a mild form of the cold if you came down with it, if you've had the vaccine. Well, hospitals, again, are beginning to overflow with people that are sick with this disease. And there are many people that have said, don't get the vaccine. I say, get the vaccine. I think of the guy on Daystar, Marcus Lamb, who said, don't get the, the vaccine. Well, he came down with the virus and he passed away. So common sense says to do what you have to do. And I say, get the vaccine, not the virus. And many people, like I have said, have friends that they have known that have died probably because of the disease and Chances are you know someone personally who has died of that very thing. In other news, North Korea claims to have conducted a successful test flight of a hypersonic missile that could reach the coast of the United States of America. What does that say? Does that concern you? It concerns me. Russia, they have missiles, nuclear missiles. China, they have nuclear missiles that can reach the heartland of the United States. Does that concern you? Well, it concerns me. So what should the United States do? <laughs> build more missiles, build more tanks, build more helicopters, build more planes to ensure the safety of the United States of America. Next, the oldest World War II veteran, Lawrence Brooks, dies at the age of 112. That's what I said, 112. He was an African-American soldier, and back during World War II, the blacks were mostly segregated and not given opportunities to fight. He was drafted, I think, in 1940 at the outbreak, after the outbreak of the uh, attack on Pearl Harbor. Harbor. And back during that time, it was very unusual for blacks to be put in combat positions, but later in the war, they were allowed to. And God bless people like Lawrence Brooks who fought for the United States of America. To Lawrence Brooks' family, I pray for you and may God bless you. And I thank you for the service that Lawrence Brooks did for our country. And when you see a veteran, you see on their last place they're a veteran, what you should say is thank you. Thank you very much for serving our country. Next, hackers keep on hacking. Out there in cyberspace, there are people who are evil, who are mean, who are vindictive, and are out there trying to destroy everything that you have worked for. Either your bank account, they're, they're going after people's money. Not the government, but the hackers. Never give out any information, I don't think you should, over your cellular telephone devices. Find a secure line a landline when you make your choices. But what I have to say today is, in closing, is that I am grateful, I am thankful to be a citizen of the United States of America. This is Keith Pence for News and Views saying, have a great day.
Good morning, my fellow Americans. This is Keith Pence, and this is News and Views. Wow. Snow from coast to coast. Even here in Tennessee, we're expecting to get three to five inches of snow. And that is very unusual for us to get that type of weather. And anyway, I look forward to it, and I feel like a kid again. And I know the kids are great here where it's snowing, Kentucky, parts of Mississippi, parts of Alabama, parts of Georgia. Wow, the kids are out of school and they're going to be getting their, their sleds out and going down the hills and having a good time. So it's great to be an American today and I'm glad to have you along with me. It's been a year ago today since the riot there on the, on the Capitol there in Washington, D.C., or some call it the insurrection. There was no excuse at all for breaking windows and stealing things and rioting like they did. There was no sense in that, but however, it did happen. And we just pray for the United States of America to be a better country today than it was a year ago. We have a long way to go to get to that point. In other news, the old... Omicron variant is spreading like wildfire. They said the Omicron variant was going to be a, a mild form of the cold if you came down with it, if you've had the vaccine. Well, hospitals, again, are beginning to overflow with people that are sick with this disease. And there are many people that have said, don't get the vaccine. I say, get the vaccine. I think of the guy on Daystar, Marcus Lamb, who said, don't get the, the vaccine. Well, he came down with the virus and he passed away. So common sense says to do what you have to do. And I say, get the vaccine, not the virus. And many people, like I have said, have friends that they have known that have died probably because of the disease. And chances are, you know, someone personally who has died of that very thing. In other news, North Korea claims to have conducted a successful test flight of a hypersonic missile that could reach the coast of the United States of America. What does that say? Does that concern you? It concerns me. Russia, they have missiles, nuclear missiles. China, they have nuclear missiles that can reach the heartland of the United States. Does that concern you? Well, it concerns me. So what should the United States do? <laughs> build more missiles, build more tanks, build more helicopters, build more planes to ensure the safety of the United States of America. Next, the oldest World War II veteran, Lawrence Brooks, dies at the age of 112. That's what I said, 112. He was an African-American soldier and back during World War II, the blacks were mostly segregated and not given opportunities to fight. He was drafted, I think, in 1940 at the outbreak, after the outbreak of the uh, attack on Pearl Harbor. Harbor. And back during that time, it was very unusual for blacks to be put in combat positions. But later in the war, they were allowed to. And God bless people like Lawrence Brooks, who fought for the United States of America. To Lars Brooks' family, I pray for you and may God bless you and I thank you for the service that Lars Brooks did for our country. And when you see a veteran, you see on their last place they're a veteran, what you should say is thank you. Thank you very much for serving our country. Next, hackers keep on hacking. Out there in cyberspace, there are people who are evil, who are mean, who are vindictive, and are out there trying to destroy everything that you have worked for. Either your bank account, they're, they're going after people's money. Not the government, but the hackers. Never give out any information, I don't think you should, over your cellular telephone devices. Find a secure line, a landline, when you make your choices. But what I have to say today is, in closing, is that I am grateful, I am thankful to be a citizen of the United States of America. This is Keith Pence for News and Views saying, have a great day.
Hello, my fellow Americans. This is Keith Pence, and I'm just sitting here and enjoying looking out the window here in Tennessee and enjoying the beautiful snowfall. And what is good about it for me is that I do not have to get out in it. My studio is, well, right here in my house in my 1,200 square foot, 1,200 square foot mansion. It's nothing fancy, but for my wife and me, it's just perfect. I hope you're having a great day, wherever you may be. And as I said this morning, it is snowing from sea to shining sea. Here in Tennessee, we're getting socked with lots of snow that we usually don't get. We're going to get about five inches here in West Tennessee, and we don't get that very often. I remember when I, my senior year in high school, and 1977 it snowed every Sunday night and every Wednesday night through the whole month of January. Wow did we have a great time. Snow sledding each and every day unless you had to go to work like I had to do at a place called Aiken and Border Produce in Greenville, Tennessee where we loaded and unloaded produce and put them in uh, trailers to be taken to Chicago, Detroit, New York City. Uh, so a snow day for me was, meant, well, a work day. And there's nothing wrong with work. Here in the United States, we seem to have a, a shortage of workers. I saw a sign that was posted on the internet that says, we are closed indefinitely because we all quit. There seems to be a problem here in the United States of America where people certainly just, as I said yesterday, just don't want to work. And many people are getting checks from the government each and every month, and so they think, why should I go to work when I'm getting paid for doing nothing? The work ethic here in America is not as great as it used to be. There was a time in America where people, where men were able to provide for their whole family. The men would roll up their sleeves and go to work. Here in Tennessee, and especially in West Tennessee, it was mostly an agricultural area. Back in the old days, they, people of that time, like my grandfather, Pence, who was born in 1893, uh, they didn't have fancy trailer uh, tractors and all these kinds of things. They went out there with their mules and their plows, and they went out there and they planted their crops. And every fall of the year, every summer, they harvested, of course, their okra and their peas, their corn, and took it to market and sold it. And then uh, the fall of the year, uh, the cotton was ready to be picked, so they went out there and they picked cotton and uh, took it to the market, took the cotton gin, and got paid for it. And back in those days, they didn't have fancy cotton pickers, motorized cotton pickers like we have today. They went out there one by one, lots of employees or lots of family, and they went and they picked that cotton by hand. And I just wonder out there in the audience, are there any people that actually went out and picked cotton? And I'm sure that there are many people right now, somewhere around the world, not just here in the United States, that had to do that. But you, how, you know, here in the United States, our standard of living is better than any place in the world. I was trying to speak to a lady yesterday we want to get a church sign made for our church. And I went to the door and knocked. And she recently came here from Venezuela to live with her godfather and his family. I knocked on the door. He wasn't there. And she was there. And we had one little big, little bit of problem. Well, actually, it was a big problem. Uh, she spoke Spanish and no English. And the man I wanted to talk to, he wasn't home, so we had a hard time communicating. Uh, when I spoke English and she, told, she talked Spanish, 
And so we just kind of had to make hand gestures of what I wanted to, to know. I wanted to know his number. But she came from Venezuela, where the inflation rate is, I've heard, up to 100% a year. And there's a lack of food on the shelves in the stores because they, they have no, the business owners have no way to bring it in, no money to pay for it. People are actually even having to uh, destroy their own animals and eat them. I'm talking about even their pets. So in America, when you bite down on that beef or on that sausage, think about how fortunate you are to live in the United States of America. We are still a land of abundance. We have a few farmers here in this country that feed all of us. And to the farmers, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what you do to provide food on our tables. I once saw a bumper sticker that said this, don't talk about farmers with your mouth full. Think about it. Yes, I know farmers. I was a member of the Future Farmers of America uh, when I was in high school, but I never became a farmer. However, I did become a, an inspector with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture, and I served that position for approximately 21 years, and that was a good 21 years of my life. But moving on to some news, I noticed this morning, as I got on the internet and looked up for some news, I noticed that uh, the oldest World War II veteran died at the age of 112 years old. His name was Lawrence Brooks. And uh, back during that time, he was drafted into the Army after the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1940. And blacks during that era, black soldiers were segregated and not given the opportunity to fight in battle. But later on in the war, they were allowed to do that. When Harry Truman became president of the United States after the death of President Franklin D. Roosevelt, he uh, integrated the army. He desegregated the army. And now the army is like it is today. I thank God for the men and women who serve in the armed forces of the United States. They are stationed all over the world. And they are over there in different parts of the world to protect the people of the United States. And But, you know, I think about people like Lawrence Brooks, who served our country because his country called, and he answered, and he served. To the family of Lawrence Brooks, I want you to know that I speak for all Americans in saying, God bless you. You have our sympathies. You have our prayers. Okay, moving on to the next subject. The Omicron variant of the COVID-19 is surging. Hospitals are being overrun with patients. We're back to square one. I've had the COVID vaccine, the Moderna. I've had both shots and the booster but there's still always a chance of a breakthrough case, and that's been known to happen. Now you're scared to go to the hospitals or the clinic to get checked out because you think, well, if, I, if I'm okay when I walk in there, I may catch it from someone else. Well, you never know. You know, we sit around and we worry and we, we think, what if, what if, what if I have this? What if I have that? What if, you know, we live life day to day. We are not meant to live in this body forever. I am now 63 years old and I realize that I'm not as young as I used to be. I hang on to the rails, the railing, when I'm walking down the steps where I didn't used to do that. And I think, in my own mind, 
I was just 18 years old yesterday. Well, I'm not anymore. I look in the mirror and I see the gray hair starting to form <laughs> on my head. And also I look in the mirror and I see some new wrinkles that weren't there yesterday. That's just part of life. We live one day at a time. And I thank God that I'm here. I have a good family. My father died back in 2011. And to this day, I still miss him. To this day, I still rely on advice that he gave me many, many years ago. And my mother, she's still living. She has what you call macular degeneration. Her eyesight is very poor. She's not totally blind, but pretty much she is. However, there was a time when we were sitting in a restaurant after I took her to a funeral of her cousins and of her cousin. And I noticed when we got to the restaurant, she said, Keith, your hair is turning gray. I said, Mom, I thought you said you couldn't see. Oh, I can see a little bit. I said, well, look at my gray hair. I think you can see pretty good. But nevertheless, Mom, I want you to know that you're the greatest mom on the earth. Next, we look at North Korea. North Korea has tested a supersonic new missile system. And they conducted it, I believe, yesterday. And they said it was very successful. That is not good. That is bad. North Korea, they don't just dislike America, they hate America. They would like to see us obliterated from the face of the earth. Is North Korea the only country that hates us? No. There are many countries that hate us. Russia, China, they don't like America. When we left Afghanistan, we pulled out and left all the weapons behind. That was not a very good idea. Not only did we leave that behind, we left behind a lot of other technology. We left behind helicopters that were state-of-the-art. And we left the drones and other things there, the missiles and everything, all the armaments we had. We just pulled out and left them there. And they're probably, and we left many American people behind. Folks, we need to get together and say, let's get our people out of there. Americans are those who, Afghanistan people who work with Americans, had their green cards, let our people go. President Biden, I wish you would step up and say, let them go. Bring them back to America. Let us get our planes and bring back our fellow citizens. I think that's a wise thing to do. They were over there serving our country, doing things that I wouldn't want to do. Also, a year ago, today marks a year ago when the Capitol attack happened, and someone will call it insurrection, someone will call it a riot. It should have never happened. The election was over over and done with and despite whether you voted for Mr. Biden or Mr. Trump the polling showed that Mr. Biden won so we have to accept it he's our president and I pray for him that he would do the best he can and I believe that he probably is I will never say that he has a mental decline because he may have. But since he may have, I pray that God would protect America. The America was once a Christian nation. Can we say that it is now? I don't think we can say that. Only 40% of the people who say they are Christians go to church on Sunday. And that is sad. 
I wish more people would be on their knees and pray and pray and pray for the United States of America. Well, that's all I have to say today. May God bless you and may God keep you. This is Keith Pence for News and Views. Good day. Hello, my fellow Americans. This is Keith Pence, and I'm just sitting here and enjoying looking out the window here in Tennessee and enjoying the beautiful snowfall. And what is good about it for me is that I do not have to get out in it. My studio is, well, right here in my house in my 1,200-square-foot 1200 foot, 1200 mansion. It's nothing fancy but for my wife and me. It's just perfect. I hope you're having a great day, wherever you may be. And as I said this morning, it is snowing from sea to shining sea. Here in Tennessee, we're getting sopped with lots of snow that we usually don't get. We're going to get about five inches here in West Tennessee, and we don't get that very often. I remember when I, my senior year in high school and 1977, it snowed every Sunday night and every Wednesday night through the whole month of January. Wow, did we have a great time. Snow sledding each and every day, unless you had to go to work like I had to do at a place called Aiken and Border Produce in Greenville, Tennessee, where we loaded and unloaded produce and put them in uh, trailers to be taken to Chicago, Detroit, New York City. Uh, so a snow day for me was, meant, well, a work day. And there's nothing wrong with work. Here in the United States, we seem to have a, a shortage of workers. I saw a sign that was posted on the internet that says, we are closed indefinitely because we all quit. There seems to be a problem here in the United States of America where people certainly just, as I said yesterday, just don't want to work. And many people are getting checks from the government each and every month, and so they think, why should I go to work when I'm getting paid for doing nothing? The work ethic here in America is not as great as it used to be. There was a time in America where people, where men were able to provide for their whole family. The men would roll up their sleeves and go to work. Here in Tennessee, and especially in West Tennessee, it was mostly an agricultural area. Back in the old days, they, people of that time, like my grandfather, Pence, who was born in 1893, uh, they didn't have fancy trailer uh, tractors and all these kinds of things. They went out there with their mules and their plows, and they went out there and they planted their crops. And every fall of the year, every summer, they harvested, of course, their okra and their peas, their corn, and took it to market and sold it. And then uh, the fall of the year, uh, the cotton was ready to be picked, so they went out there and they picked cotton and uh, took it to the market, took the cotton gin, and got paid for it. And back in those days, they didn't have fancy cotton pickers, motorized cotton pickers like we have today. They went out there one by one, lots of employees or lots of family, and they went and they picked that cotton by hand. And I just wondered out there in the audience, are there any people that actually went out and picked cotton? And I'm sure that there are many people right now, somewhere around the world, not just here in the United States, that had to do that. But you, how, you know, here in the United States, our standard of living is better than any place in the world. I was trying to speak to a lady yesterday we want to get a church sign made for our church. And I went to the door and knocked. 
and she recently came here from Venezuela to live with her godfather and his family. I knocked on the door, he wasn't there, and she was there, and we had one little big, little bit of problem. Well, actually, it was a big problem. Uh, she spoke Spanish and no English. And the man I wanted to talk to, he wasn't home, so we had a hard time communicating uh, when I spoke English and she, told, she talked Spanish. And so we just kind of had to make hand gestures of what I wanted to, to know. I wanted to know his number. But she came from Venezuela, where the inflation rate is, I've heard, up to 100% a year. And there's a lack of food on the shelves in the stores because they they have no the business owners have no way to bring it in, no money to pay for it. People are actually even having to uh, destroy their own animals and eat them. I'm talking about even their pets. So in America, when you bite down on that beef or on that sausage. Think about how fortunate you are to live in the United States of America. We are still a land of abundance. We have a few farmers here in this country that feed all of us. And to the farmers, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what you do to provide food on our tables. I once saw a bumper sticker that said this, don't talk about farmers with your mouth full. Think about it. Yes, I know farmers. I was a member of the Future Farmers of America uh, when I was in high school, but I never became a farmer. However, I did become a, an inspector with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture and I served that position for approximately 21 years, and that was a good 21 years of my life. But moving on to some news, I noticed this morning, as I got on the internet and looked up for some news, I noticed that uh, the oldest World War II veteran died at the age of 112 years old. His name was Lawrence Brooks. And uh, back during that time, he was drafted into the Army after the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1940. And blacks during that era, black soldiers, were segregated and not given the opportunity to fight in battle. But later on in the war, they were allowed to do that. When Harry Truman became President of the United States after the death of President Franklin D. Roosevelt, he uh, integrated the Army. He desegregated the Army, and now the Army is like it is today. I thank God for the men and women who serve in the armed forces of the United States. They are stationed all over the world, and they are over there in different parts of the world to protect the people of the United States. And, but, you know, I think about people like Lawrence Brooks, who served our country because his country called, and he answered, and he served. To the family of Lawrence Brooks, I want you to know that I speak for all Americans in saying, God bless you, you have our sympathies, you have our prayers. Okay, moving on to the next subject. The Omicron variant of the COVID-19 is surging. Hospitals are being overrun with patients. We're back to square one. I've had the COVID vaccine, the Moderna. I've had both shots and the booster, but there's still always a chance of a breakthrough case, and that's been known to happen. Now you're scared to go to the hospitals or the clinic to get checked out because you think, well, if, I, if I'm okay when I walk in there, I may catch it from someone else. Well, you never know. You know, we sit around and we worry and we 
we think, what if, what if, what if I have this? What if I have that? What if, you know, we live life day to day. We are not meant to live in this body forever. I am now 63 years old, and I realize that I'm not as young as I used to be. I hang on to the rails, the railing, when I'm walking down the steps where I didn't used to do that. And I think, in my own mind, I was just 18 years old yesterday. Well, I'm not anymore. I look in the mirror and I see the gray hair starting to form <laughs> on my head. And also, I look in the mirror and I see some new wrinkles that weren't there yesterday. That's just part of life. We live one day at a time. And I thank God that I'm here. I have a good family. My father died back in 2011. And to this day, I still miss him. To this day, I still rely on advice that he gave me many, many years ago. And my mother, she's still living. She has what you call macular degeneration. Her eyesight is very poor. She's not totally blind, but pretty much she is. However, there was a time when we were sitting in a restaurant after I took her to a funeral of her cousins and of her cousin. And I noticed when we got to the restaurant, she said, Keith, your hair is turning gray. I said, Mom, I thought you said you couldn't see. Oh, I can see a little bit. I said, well, look at my gray hair. I think you can see pretty good. But nevertheless, Mom, I want you to know that you're the greatest mom on the earth. Next, we look at North Korea. North Korea has tested a supersonic new missile system. And they conducted it, I believe, yesterday, and they said it was very successful. That is not good. That is bad. North Korea, they don't just dislike America. They hate America. They would like to see us obliterated from the face of the earth. Is North Korea the only country that hates us? No. There are many countries that hate us. Russia? China, they don't like America. When we left Afghanistan, we pulled out and left all the weapons behind. That was not a very good idea. Not only did we leave that behind, we left behind a lot of other technology. We left behind helicopters that were state-of-the-art. And we left the drones and other things there, the missiles and everything, all the armaments we had. We just pulled out and left them there, and they're probably and we left many American people behind. Folks, we need to get together and say, let's get our people out of there. Americans are those who Afghanistan people who work with Americans had their green cards. Let our people go. President Biden, I wish you would step up and say, let them go. Bring them back to America. Let us get our planes and bring back our fellow citizens. I think that's a wise thing to do. They were over there serving our country, doing things that I wouldn't want to do. Also, a year ago, today marks a year ago when the Capitol attack happened. And some want to call it insurrection, some want to call it a riot. It should have never happened. The election was over, over and done with. And despite whether you voted for Mr. Biden or Mr. Trump, the polling showed that Mr. Biden won. So we have to accept it. He's our president. And I pray for him that he would do the best he can. And I believe that he probably is. I will never say that he has a mental decline. 
because he may have. But since he may have, I pray that God would protect America. The America was once a Christian nation. Can we say that it is now? I don't think we can say that. Only 40% of the people who say they are Christians go to church on Sunday. And that is sad. I wish more people would be on their knees and pray and pray and pray for the United States of America. Well, that's all I have to say today. May God bless you and may God keep you. This is Keith Pence for News and Views. Good day. Hello, my fellow Americans. This is Keith Pence, and I'm just sitting here and enjoying, looking out the window here in Tennessee and enjoying the beautiful snowfall. And what is good about it for me is that I do not have to get out in it. My studio is, well, right here in my house, in my 1,200-square-foot 1200 foot, 1200 mansion. It's nothing fancy but for my wife and me. It's just perfect. I hope you're having a great day, wherever you may be. And as I said this morning, it is snowing from sea to shining sea. Here in Tennessee, we're getting sopped with lots of snow that we usually don't get. We're going to get about five inches here in West Tennessee, and we don't get that very often. I remember when I, my senior year in high school and 1977, it snowed every Sunday night and every Wednesday night through the whole month of January. Wow, did we have a great time. Snow sledding each and every day, unless you had to go to work like I had to do at a place called Aiken and Border Produce in Greenville, Tennessee, where we loaded and unloaded produce and put them in uh, trailers to be taken to Chicago, Detroit, New York City. Uh, so a snow day for me was, meant, well, a work day. And there's nothing wrong with work. Here in the United States, we seem to have a, a shortage of workers. I saw a sign that was posted on the internet that says, we are closed indefinitely because we all quit. There seems to be a problem here in the United States of America where people certainly just, as I said yesterday, just don't want to work. And many people are getting checks from the government each and every month, and so they think, why should I go to work when I'm getting paid for doing nothing? The work ethic here in America is not as great as it used to be. There was a time in America where people, where men were able to provide for their whole family. The men would roll up their sleeves and go to work. Here in Tennessee, and especially in West Tennessee, it was mostly an agricultural area. Back in the old days, they, people of that time, like my grandfather, Pence, who was born in 1893, uh, they didn't have fancy trailer uh, tractors and all these kinds of things. They went out there with their mules and their plows, and they went out there and they planted their crops. And every fall of the year, every summer, they harvested, of course, their okra and their peas, their corn, and took it to market and sold it. And then uh, the fall of the year, uh, the cotton was ready to be picked, so they went out there and they picked cotton and uh, took it to the market, to the cotton gin, and got paid for it. And back in those days, they didn't have fancy cotton pickers, motorized cotton pickers like we have today. They went out there one by one, lots of employees or lots of family, and they went and they picked that cotton by hand. And I just wonder out there in the audience, are there any people that actually went out and picked cotton? And 
I'm sure that there are many people right now, somewhere around the world, not just here in the United States, that had to do that. But you, how, you know, here in the United States, our standard of living is better than any place in the world. I was trying to speak to a lady yesterday. We want to get a church sign made for our church. And I went to the door and knocked. And she recently came here from Venezuela to live with her godfather and his family. I knocked on the door. He wasn't there. And she was there. And we had one little big, little bit of problem. Well, actually, it was a big problem. Uh, she spoke Spanish and no English. And the man I wanted to talk to, he wasn't home. So we had a hard time communicating. Uh, when I spoke English and she talked, she talked Spanish, and so we just kind of had to make hand gestures of what I wanted to, to know. I wanted to know his number. But she came from Venezuela, where the inflation rate is, I've heard, up to 100% a year. And there's a lack of food on the shelves in the stores because they, they have no... The business owners have no way to bring it in, no money to pay for it. People are actually even having to uh, destroy their own animals and eat them. I'm talking about even their pets. So in America, when you bite down on that beef or on that sausage, think about how fortunate you are to live in the United States of America. We are still a land of abundance. We have a few farmers here in this country that feed all of us. And to the farmers, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what you do to provide food on our tables. I once saw a bumper sticker that said this, don't talk about farmers with your mouth full. Think about it. Yes, I know farmers. I was a member of the Future Farmers of America uh, when I was in high school, but I never became a farmer. However, I did become a, an inspector with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture, and I served that position for approximately 21 years, and that was a good 21 years of my life. But moving on to some news, I noticed this morning, as I got on the internet and looked up for some news, I noticed that uh, the oldest World War II veteran died at the age of 112 years old. His name was Lawrence Brooks. And uh, back during that time, he was drafted into the Army after the attack on Pearl Harbor in 19. 40, and blacks during that era, black soldiers were segregated and not given the opportunity to fight in battle. But later on in the war, they were allowed to do that. When Harry Truman became president of the United States after the death of President Franklin D. Roosevelt, he uh, integrated the army. He desegregated the army. And now the Army is like it is today. I thank God for the men and women who serve in the armed forces of the United States. They are stationed all over the world. And they are over there in different parts of the world to protect the people of the United States. And But, you know, I think about people like Lawrence Brooks, who served our country because his country called, and he answered, and he served. To the family of Lawrence Brooks, I want you to know that I speak for all Americans in saying, God bless you. You have our sympathies. You have our prayers. Okay, moving on to the next subject. The Omicron variant of the COVID-19 is surging. Hospitals are being overrun with patients. We're back to square one. 
I've had the COVID vaccine, the Moderna. I've had both shots and the booster. But there's still always a chance of a breakthrough case. And that's been known to happen. Now you're scared to go to the hospitals or the clinic to get checked out because you think, well, if I... If I'm okay when I walk in there, I may catch it from someone else. Well, you never know. You know, we sit around and we worry and we we think, what if, what if, what if I have this? What if I have that? What if, you know, we live life day to day. We are not meant to live in this body forever. I am now 63 years old and I realize that I'm not as young as I used to be. I hang on to the rails, the railing, when I'm walking down the steps where I didn't used to do that. And I think, in my own mind, I was just 18 years old yesterday. Well, I'm not anymore. I look in the mirror and I see the gray hair starting to form <laughs> on my head. And also, I look in the mirror and I see some new wrinkles that weren't there yesterday. That's just part of life. We live one day at a time. And I thank God that I'm here. I have a good family. My father died back in 2011. And to this day, I still miss him. To this day, I still rely on advice that he gave me many, many years ago. And my mother, she's still living. She has what you call macular degeneration. Her eyesight is very poor. She's not totally blind, but pretty much she is. However, there was a time when we were sitting in a restaurant after I took her to a funeral of her cousins. And of her cousin. And I noticed when we got to the restaurant, she said, Keith, your hair is turning gray. I said, Mom, I thought you said you couldn't see. Oh, I can see a little bit. I said, well, looking at my gray hair, I think you can see pretty good. But nevertheless, Mom, I want you to know that you're the greatest mom on the earth. Next, we look at North Korea. North Korea has tested a supersonic new missile system. And they conducted, I believe, yesterday, and they said it was very successful. That is not good. That is bad. North Korea, they don't just dislike America. They hate America. They would like to see us obliterated from the face of the earth. Is North Korea the only country that hates us? No. There are many countries that hate us. Russia? China, they don't like America. When we left Afghanistan, we pulled out and left all the weapons behind. That was not a very good idea. Not only did we leave that behind, we left behind a lot of other technology. We left behind helicopters that were state-of-the-art. And we left the drones and other things there, the missiles and everything, all the armaments we had. We just pulled out and left them there, and they're probably and we left many American people behind. Folks, we need to get together and say, let's get our people out of there. Americans are those who Afghanistan people who work with Americans had their green cards. Let our people go. President Biden, I wish you would step up and say, let them go. Bring them back to America. Let us get our planes and bring back our fellow citizens. I think that's a wise thing to do. They were over there serving our country, doing things that I wouldn't want to do. Also, a year ago, today marks a year ago when the Capitol attack happened. And some want to call it insurrection, some want to call it a riot. It should have never happened. The election was over, over and done with. And despite whether you voted for 
Mr. Biden or Mr. Trump. The polling showed that Mr. Biden won. So, we have to accept it. He's our president. And I pray for him that he would do the best he can. And I believe that he probably is. I will never say that he has a mental decline because he may have. But since he may have, I pray that God would protect America. The America was once a Christian nation. Can we say that it is now? I don't think we can say that. Only 40% of the people who say they are Christians go to church on Sunday. And that is sad. I wish more people would be on their knees and pray and pray and pray for the United States of America. Well, that's all I have to say today. May God bless you and may God keep you. This is Keith Pence for News and Views. Good day. Good morning, Americans. This is Keith Pence and this is Friday. And here at my house, outside my house, it's bone-chilling cold, 14 degrees. We're not used to that in Tennessee, and there's snow on the ground. Nevertheless, I have not been outside yet. It's nice and warm and toasty here at my house. In news this morning, Fox 2 news station in St. Louis says that uh, there are, in Missouri, 730 fully vaccinated people have died from the COVID-19 uh, virus. It is to be said that even though you have the COVID vaccine, it's not a surefire thing. Just two weeks ago, I had been vaccinated against the flu and I came down with the flu anyway. So you never know. Two people won the Powerball ticket, uh, Powerball ticket, uh, uh, electricity just went out. <laughs> Two people just won the Powerball winnings uh, this past Wednesday. $632 million will be split between two people. A lot of people go and they buy the Powerball tickets and they think, well, I have the winning ticket. Uh, more people lose than win. And so... Each and every day, the government takes in more and more of your money through that. Moving on, Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House, says that he believes that Hillary Clinton will run again for President of the United States. Well, that's up to Hillary. And when it comes to Hillary Clinton, generally there are two ways to feel about her. You either like her or you don't like her. She's been on the public scene in the public eye since 1992 when her husband, Bill Clinton, won the presidency against George H.W. Bush. She was a very uh, active first lady, and after uh, Bill's time in the White House, she became a United States senator in New York, and when Barack Obama became president of the United States, she became an <laughs> Uh, second term, the Secretary of State, and then went on the run against Donald Trump, only to lose in the Electoral College. Talking about the Omicron variant, according to the news this morning, it causes less damage to the lungs. It limits itself mostly to the nose, throat, and the windpipe. And it looks as if the COVID uh, virus is here to stay, folks. We just have to accept it and guard against it the best we can, take the vaccines, even though they sometimes don't work, and just pray for the best. Vice President Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris mm -hmm. says that last year's ride on the U.S. Capitol, now listen to this, was like the attack on Pearl Harbor on December the 7th, 1941, 
and the attack on the United States on September the 11th in 2001 and said it was it was worse than that, worse than the World Trade Center uh, being destroyed by two jet airplanes loaded up with people and also people uh, the Pentagon it was hit by these uh, airplanes as well or these jets as well and she says that the, the ride on the US Capitol was worse than these two episodes you have to be kidding me what Kamala probably needs to do is go back to her basement and hide and read and watch the television and learn a little bit more about what's happening in the world today. I thank you for joining me this morning. I hope that you have a great and wonderful day. Good day.